Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Uh, good evening. This is Dennis Wong, clinical consultant, pharmacist, and uh, holistic wellness coach for Sinan Nutrition and Sinan Pharmacy in Winnipeg. And I am live with a couple of my great friends, uh, Mr. Non Dupas and Mr. Willard Reeves. Welcome, Hello, everybody. everybody. Hi, everyone. Tonight, we're going to tackle the big thing, uh, stress. And I title it Stress That Kills because Ooh. stress is creating a lot of chronic health issue. And I've been told by a few of my mentors and also studies are shown that 95% of our chronic health diseases underlying causes chronic stress. So I figured, you know, we've been talking about sleep issue, digestive issue, weight, et cetera, and, you know, fatigue, all of that, uh, 90, 95% of the cases, there is an aligned stress that creating all that. And of course, the other part is environmental toxin, which we'll uh, discuss in future. So when, you know, I talk about stress, a lot of uh, people that when I talk to them and I said, maybe there's underlying stress and they looked at me and said, no, I'm not stressed. I, ho I have no stress in my life. And so I wanted to kind of get into a little bit of, you know, what you consider stress. Like there's good one, there's bad one. So, you know, I'm going to start with the bad one. You <laughs> got into car accident. Knock on wood, we are not. Yeah. Your heart started pumping, your adrenaline going, and your breathing increase, and you get anxious or you get angry, whatever. All of those are the stress reaction that your body is going to fight or flight. So if you tell people that, oh, okay, you know, if you get into some sort of accident or etc then they say, yeah, that'll be a stress. But on the other hand, I actually had a lady came in a few years back into my store saying she can't sleep. And she's been really having difficulty sleeping the whole week. And she has no idea why. And I said, maybe there's some sort of stress because she's saying, I can fall asleep, I wake up, and I can fall back asleep. So I said, there may be some sort of stress there. And she said, no, I'm not stressed. So I said, are you from Winnipeg? She said, no, I'm in town for four weeks. Okay. <laughs> I said, any special occasion that you, you know, come into town for like, you know, four weeks, when are you leaving? She said, I'm leaving in a week, but I've been here four weeks planning my daughter's wedding. No, and that's it's a happy occasion. <laughs> and so, she, you know, for her, is, this is exciting and this is happy. So she does not consider it as stress. Yeah. But for her body and her brain, it doesn't matter good, exciting stuff or bad, you know, accident. It's react the same thing. Get into fight or flight mode. Your heart rate go up. Your cortisol start pumping, especially at night. Your brain can't shut down because you're worried about, oh, you know, I don't want to miss this. I have to have this, I have to, you know, all these things. So the body's actually in fight or flight and in stress and affecting her sleep. Meantime, from her point of view, I'm not stressed. 
you know, I'm planning my daughter's wedding. This is happy occasion. I'm excited. So I wanted to bring that up that, you know, there's time that people get excited and they don't think it's stress. Like, for example, for me right now, I'm actually getting excited because my firstborn tomorrow is going to be having his graduation banquet. He just finished all his grade 12 exam. He's very happy. All right. And I'm looking forward to tomorrow. And I can tell you, tonight I got home late. I didn't eat and I'm not hungry <laughs> because stressed. I, I'm stressed. My body <laughs> yeah, yeah. is stressed and my yeah. body's in fight or flight. Yeah. And I know that I have to do this, you know, live with you guys, and I don't want to be late. So that all add on the bad stress. So I just had a protein shake and greens before I came down, and I said, I'm good. So, <laughs> you know, you have to look at all these different events in your life. And if you don't let your body recover properly, then stress is accumulative. Like somebody messaged me on uh, Facebook yesterday saying why is as we get older we get you know more issue with sleep more issue with gut dysfunction and more issue with the energy production i said because over the year as you get older somehow your body's never recover from the stress properly and so now as you get older become you know cumulative your snowballs become bigger and bigger and bigger and finally it hit you and you fell down. Interesting. So is it pretty much identical, Dennis, to when, uh, you know, we always say if somebody ate one cheeseburger and got a heart attack, they would never <laughs> eat that cheeseburger. But one cheeseburger over 20 or 25 years, there's the accumulative effect. Is it absolutely very similar to that? Yeah, cheeseburger is the the last straw that, you know, breaks the camel's it, back. It takes the last it's one. It's not, not the cheeseburger, but over the year of whatever they're doing and however they're eating. Yeah. Like last a week or so, I told you, I got so many people commenting and asking questions about, oh, you know, for sleep, what to do, for weight loss, what to do. And my reply, quick, quick reply to them is, eat protein, eat vegetables, cut simple carbohydrate and processed food and pop and sugar that causing inflammation. Otherwise, inflammation is going to cause you more stress. And sooner than later, you're going to have meet your the last straw. The last, the last cheeseburger. It yeah. reminds me, it reminds me of playing football as well. Um, I mean, you get those butterflies in your stomach, right? Yeah. That's a form of stress. Oh, absolutely. Oh, big time, right? Yeah, because absolutely. Okay, until I actually um, when I'm on the football field, until I actually hit somebody, right? Yeah. Then your bodies <laughs> accept that. Okay, I exactly. Fight it, okay, you know? now, now, now the fight is in. So yeah. it, yeah. uh, as you as you're talking about that, it actually goes into what a simile that I think about when I'm uh, when I was about to, you know, first first well first first play of the game. If I'm yeah. going to get the ball right, if I'm not going to get the ball, the first uh, first series or down for it, I am still nervous right you know, so absolutely. in essence i'm still stressed right because i need that first hit right so, yeah yeah so that, never, i ahead. love that i love that willard because you, there's really like a, a real clear cut you've got like an episodic stress right yes yeah so dennis in that case you've got the episodic stress but then it goes away right yeah and then episodic it goes and away that's what that's what you know when i talk about 
you know, recovery that, you know, you got the episodic stress and then yeah. your body recover. And from Willard Case, he's trained professional football player. So, you know, the body is getting used to and know how to recover quickly. That's why after he hit somebody, like the first play, whatever, then all the cortisol and stress, the system calmed down saying, okay, I'm good. Right? That's exactly but, how it happens. <laughs> but a lot of people out there, somehow they, they don't even realize that they are under stress and they just keep pushing it. You know, I got to push it. I got to push through. I got to push through. And they keep going and going and going and not allowing the whole brain and system and, you know, all the function to recover. Like and if you look it, at the football, yeah. right? I'm going to use that analogy. If you look okay. at the football, they throw the ball, whatever, after tackle and everything done, and there's reset, mm -hmm. right? It is. It, and exactly. that reset time, all the pro professional football player, their system reset also. But That's true. if you look at a lot of us day to day, we don't have to reset. We just keep pushing. We just keep pushing, and that's where the issue come in. That's where that's where it all goes to. Yeah, bad. Okay. And is it always exactly? I mean, from evolution, is it always really the same? The same systematic process. Yeah. So you have you have stress, and then what yeah. happens? You have stress, then your system get into fight or flight. So yeah. you know, either you're gonna have to fight or you're gonna have to run, yeah. and so interesting you brought that up you know what's the process because that's where uh so the first thing that's happened is your heart rate go up so that the blood can pump enough and carry oxygen to extremity and then the second thing is your body your brain shut down the digestive tract because you either have to fight or run you don't really want to be eating and carrying extra weight so some people even when that stage like they can't control their pee or poop and they, you know, have an accident because they're so scared or so excited. And that's just the fight or flight mechanism that the body's saying that I got too much weight. I have to empty my bowel. I have to empty my bladder. So I have more agile movement and lighter weight. So it seems like um, um, stress also determines the decisions that you make absolutely. on the rim is that yeah. correct yeah absolutely you know, you know how would it work in terms of okay you know i'm all stressed out whatever i got to do this i got to do this got to yeah. do this so yeah um then all of a sudden people start piling stuff on just piling stuff on that making it more and more stressful absolutely so decision making is is another Was another uh, stress because when you're thing. another stress your brain's telling your body that we got to make a quick decision. You don't have right. time to think just, you know, automatic. You're going to run, you're going to fight. Otherwise, you're going to die. That's mm -hmm. how, you know, our system is set up. It's still very primitive, even though we got, you know, all these technologies and knowledge and stuff. People are not training themselves how to control their fight or flight response when that happens. Yeah, you know, Willard, I love that question, Willard, because mm -hmm. uh, if that happens, so uh, you've got to, you're under stress, you've got to make decisions real quick when you play football. Right. You've got second, literally a nanosecond to make decisions. Is there any specific techniques or, or approaches that we can 
do to help us maintain clarity during those crazy stressful um, events or crazy stressful moments? Are there you know, things that you guys do as professional athletes? Well, yeah. how I did it. Well, how I did it was uh, my running style was totally different, right? I didn't try to, you know, go around somebody or dodge them, whatever. I picked out uh, my linebacker that I was going to hit. If I got past that linebacker, I picked out the uh, the defensive back who I was going to hit next, right? I didn't care about the touchdown, uh, the first couple plays. So when you knew I was getting the ball on the first play, right? I'm not trying to go for a touchdown. I'm hitting something, right? <laughs> Just to break that stress in the uh, yeah. the butterflies in your stomach. Yeah. That was the speak, technique, right? That that's that that was my technique. And after that, it was uh, I was completely fine. So until the I, next game, <laughs> right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, follow through on that comment. Yep. yep. So you know, Nam, you ask, okay, how do you uh, you know manage or whatever. So if you listen to Willard, he said, for me, if when I start, I'm going to hit this person and then that person, he already have the plan in his head. And he's actually not reacting. He's actually planning and how he's going to respond. And that's why after he responded, then his body can recover. But if he doesn't respond it and if he reacts, as he's going on the field without plan, he's not going to get that recover properly. And that's why, like, you know, he's a professional, you know, athlete, right? Yep. They all train to, okay, this is a game plan. This is how we're going to do it. And so even though they have a fight or flight butterfly going on, they practice and they plan it. So they know what their response is already before they step onto the field. Or, you know, the call. And for, you know, we should be taking lessons from these athletes that day-to-day life, sometimes, yeah, we don't plan it. But if we don't plan it, you know, how are you going to, like, are you going to react or are you going to try to respond a, you know, better way, right? So that's where coming to the mindfulness and, uh, you know, meditation and stuff that let you consciously respond, even though you don't plan it as good as, you know, these athletes and stuff, you still can respond rather than react. Good point. So one, yes. one technique, Dennis, uh, that, I've, that I've seen you use and that I've used over the last 10 years for sure is just taking a deep breath. Yeah. And not responding on the spot, taking exactly. some time to if think you about get, it. If you get something coming in your way and you're feeling stress, I tell everybody is that don't res- you know react to it. Just stay calm. Take about five deep breaths. Yeah, and then you then look at it again. Like you know, there's time that messages and email that I reply. Uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I replied to a message on Facebook and I didn't take my time. And my reply and my whole post after 30,000 views got pulled down by Facebook saying I am bad, that my comment was bad. <laughs> and I got warning actually saying we will be watching you for another a week or two. If you post anything like that, your account will be banned. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> well, I can't. I can't think of a more appropriate thing, eh, Willard and Dennis, in yeah. this day and age, 
because one bad comment, if you do something off the cuff, stupid, one yeah. bad comment could ruin you can, so yeah, much you can get into with social trouble. media and yeah. with all the rest right yeah. now. So, you really you know, that's why, you know, we're human, right? You yeah. know, I tell everybody, okay, you should do this and don't react to it and don't respond quickly. Take your time. But I did that two weeks ago and I got into a little bit of the pickle. <laughs> but you know, we we're always learning every day, and there's yeah. always new things. So, well, and we see this all the time in professional sports. Say, eh, Willard, and yes. I mean, we see this all the time. I I see that there, there's a person, and and the other players just just got under that person's skin, and yes. all of a sudden that that player is just no longer efficient, and that's what they want to do, right? They want to psychologically get under their skin. So now that player is so mad that he's not focusing, and you can see it whether it's hockey or football, football, especially yeah. when they get mad, you can tell that's it. And that person just loses the game. So I it's always good. It's always get, good to get under someone's skin uh, <laughs> in a game, but yeah. legally, legally. Okay. Don't go out and try to um, <laughs> do things or, you know, start a fight or something yeah, like that. No. With football, of course, you're not going to start a fight. You get no. kicked no. out. And that's more, that's more stressful when you get yeah. kicked out because yeah. You you're sitting you're, you're sitting there thinking, oh man, what's the fine going to be now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you know, like in day to day life, I wanted to kind of go back in with the whole processes that after emptying whatever, one time it's fine, right? But now what's happening is we keep getting hit with these stress issue and become cumulative, and so now you're subconscious mind think that you're always in fight or flight hmm. so every little thing somebody says something that you don't agree or you don't feel comfortable with it your body start getting into stress response fight or flight okay and so you know later on like you know i have i work with a lot of women also with a perimenopause postmenopausal woman and they'll come to me and said you know i'm having a lot of hot flashes especially at night how come I'm waking up middle of the night and I can fall back asleep. How come? Because their body is now so stressed that every little thing, for example, at night they're sleeping, if they don't feel comfortable or something, you know, temperature, etc., every little thing will trigger their body response as a fight or flight. And then they're going to have a cortisol spike that's going to wake them up. And then when they wake up, they got annoyed. Why am I waking up? And they get more stress. And then, you know, <laughs> like about an hour or two, they're just staring at the ceiling and it's now they're frustrated. And they start yeah. thinking yeah. about the thing that went wrong, yeah. you know, the day before and they can't stop it. Now they got madder and madder. And, you know, that's one of the huge issue. And then with that, the cortisol spike more and they got more hot flashes. And by the by the morning, they'll tell me that I got about 20 hot flashes last night. Why? <laughs> I need my hormones. Well, hormones is one thing, but initial trigger is the stress response. And uh sorry, I'm gonna continue on a little bit when I because I brought up the hormones. Of course, yep. Especially for women, but the same for the men. As we get older, you know, for men is, we call it uh, 
andropause for women is menopause. What happened is that when you get into that situation for women, before the menopause, their progesterone and estrogen, a lot of them, especially estrogens, make when they ovulate. And then their testosterone is making adrenal gland. Remember adrenal gland, that's a stress gland. When you have fight or flight, adrenal gland has to help you energy production, all of that. But for both men and women, when we get into andropause or menopause, your testes and your ovaries are no longer making hormones anymore. Your adrenal gland take over 100% of the hormone production. Right. So that's when the issue comes. If you're already stressed and your adrenal gland is always doing fight or flight all the time, now got a second job <laughs> and no longer can handle it. That's when the hormone imbalance coming in and these women and men got more issue of fatigue, low libido, all of that. Oh. So how, how high does the heart rate go up when you're really, really stressed? Depending on person to person for you, because you being, you know, trained athlete, so your heart rate probably go up to 70 or 80 okay. beats per minute. That's probably you in a fight or flight. Okay. For me, uh, probably about 100. Oh, wow. My heart rate is still, like, I used to play basketball when I was a teenager and stuff. So mm -hmm. my resting heart rate is about 55 because I monitor it every day. Okay. Uh, and so I know that when my heart rate going to 80s and above, I know that I'm under really stress and I have to do meditation or breathing, <coughs> all of that to calm myself down. Otherwise, I keep going that way. Pretty soon I'm going to stroke out. On the yeah. other hand, my wife, she's never done exercise or, you know, be at, being athletic. So her resting heart rate is about 60 to 70. Yep. So for her, 99 people, you know, uh, minute heart rate is kind of okay. okay. But if she's stressed, she will go over 100. Oh. So it all depends on how your body is accustomed trained. to okay. yeah, trained yes. to exact. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 It makes sense now because um, that's how I did it in football is to train myself yeah. when I'm nervous. Um, well, well, we call it butterflies, of course, right. um, but you're yeah. actually nervous, right? Yeah. yeah. I had to hit something, you know, yeah. whether it was blocking or just running yeah. into something full yeah. speed, right? That's yeah. how I got it. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. that's how you're trained. Instead of flight, instead of running, I'm going to fight. And yeah. I'm always fighting. And that's the, you know, quote unquote positive mentality for the football, right? That yes. you got to hit somebody so that you hit somebody, you win. And you are the, you know, stronger person type of thing. And, oh, and just with to that, hit something. Yeah. <laughs> just to, you just know, Dennis, I don't know if you can answer this, Dennis, but I, I find that I find that really interesting. So, what makes one person fight, and what makes one person flight? <laughs> it's the I can't really say hundred percent, but it's the subconscious instinct, and again, how you 
your experience over the year as you grow up subconsciously are you always end up running or are you always no i can fight type of yeah. thing right and that yeah. is a lot to do with it eh? yeah personality true yeah like for me i won't fight because i'm always being <laughs> when i was growing up my parents always been like no fighting is not good you know you have to avoid it so i've always avoided it so for me as if i get into fight or flight response before you know knowing how to manage whatever stress and stuff i will always avoid the fight but i felt really really sick because oh. yeah my stomach just go queasy i don't feel good uh i get really fatigued and at some time i may get even really dizzy hmm. so is this the elevated heart level is that, uh, is that not why just elevated heart level but it's my sugar level go down Oh. Because you know my cortisol is not managing the sugar level up to fight or run properly, but you know I avoid it. My subconscious mind think that okay, now I avoided the stress. Now you know everything let go for me. So uh, probably up to ten years ago, every time I go on vacation, I get sick. Because my immune system and everything just let go, saying, "Okay, I am enough running away, and I don't have to worry about anything, and I'm good." But then all the system just shut down. Wow, it's crazy. The the, the stress yeah. thing is we we all talk about it, and I find it again. So Willard identified like bang, okay, stress is gone, bang. Then we talked about that. So stress, 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 stress. What are the long-term effects of someone that's constantly in that high level, yeah. always stressed? What are the long-term consequences? So what kind of ailments, what kind of things do you see? Initially, when they are on the high stress and they think they can handle it, those people are the one that get the stroke and heart attack. Interesting. Because your heart is pumping so much it's, and your blood vessel are actually like a water pipe right? You keep pushing high pressure water through the pipe, it's going to be wear and tear. And sooner than later, these pipes get damaged and bust. So that's the same one long idea. Time. The same idea. The stroke hmm. is, you know, either the wear and tear repair that you got so much plaque there. And the plaque is actually, what happened is normal thing, always wear and tear. So our body's always trying to repair these blood vessel from wear and tear. So when there's a tear there, normal process of repair is the inflammatory process, inflammation going on. Then the platelet and stuff get attracted to inflamed wall and then start plastering it using platelet and cholesterol. And actually wow. it's a bandaging the area. Yep. But when the repair is done and the wall is back to normal, then these cholesterol and plaque get dissolved normally and then the plaque gone away. But when you're adding up, adding up, adding up, never repair, never finish. Yeah. You keep injuring oh, it. Keep so you got, it. you know, you got yeah. one plaster and after another. Yeah. And then so now you got the plaque forming and vessel become smaller. And the new plaque that and cholesterol that go on is not stable. Like if you put five oh. band-aids on your 
wounds <laughs> and you push the you know water you know you spray the water the bandage the top one's gonna come, come off yes yeah. the same idea that thing break off and then fall you know flow to somewhere and then lodge there in a smaller vessel especially in the brain you yeah. got stroke because of the blockage but it's all because we are not allowing the body to recover and repair properly and we just keep pushing but if you don't have any of these stroke and heart attack in that situation later on your brain actually is gonna start turning it down because brains now got warning saying there's too much inflammation if i don't do anything the brain itself is gonna get inflamed so the brain's got turning down the whole cortisol production, the whole adrenal function, all of that. So your energy level is going to start going down. So I've talked to a few patients and, you know, when they said they're fatigued, I asked them, do you have a low energy, like in the afternoon between two and four every day? And they're like, how do you know? Because this is now called stage two adrenal dysfunction or adrenal fatigue that your adrenal gland either get too exhausted and not able to function in the afternoon properly and resting, or your brain is literally turning it down. And by the afternoon, you have no energy anymore. But four o'clock, five o'clock, you're good. And then after supper, like 10, 11 o'clock, your energy level is there. Those are the night owls, right? Uh I can stay up (laughs) until two, three in the morning because now my Adrenal gland is working again after resting the whole afternoon. And those are the ones that can't sleep. And those are the ones also that will wake up 2, 3 in the morning. And I have people said, because I can't sleep, I just go do do dishes and I just go do my work until 4, 5 in the morning. And then I fell back asleep. And then 6 o'clock, I got to get up. Now they don't get the sleep. Now during the daytime, they don't have the energy and they are dragging through and they won't take a nap. And at night, they got so much energy that they can sleep and they're working. So in 24 hours a day, they may get three hours of sleep. And that's not enough time for your body to repair and regenerate. Like, you know, we talk about in the sleep uh, episode. The last stage when you get there is we call it preclinical Edison. You are totally exhausted all the time and you can't sleep at night either because your adrenal gland is totally working at night, keeping you awake the whole night, but morning, adrenal gland sleeping, and you have to do stuff. And I've seen patients that cannot get out of bed by that stage. And that even then, some doctor uh, specialists will not diagnose them as an Addison, which is total adrenal burnout. If you get diagnosed with Addison, you have to be on cortisol, tablet the rest of the, your life that's what really? they tell you but Why? I actually because adrenal gland no longer make the cortisol no longer oh. can make the cortisol it's burned out but i have used the nutrients and lifestyle and reverse people with the edison in last 15 years so okay. it's always that if you give proper nutrients and food and supplement and rest you can always repair and regenerate your body parts. Even brain, like when I was in pharmacy school, people said, oh, when your brain cells dead, that's it. 
not true. There oh. is a, a neurons in the brain and cells that yeah. you can regenerate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Start firing. You just have to do the brain training, all of that. Hmm. We mentioned about meditation last yeah. time. Mm -hmm. um, I know you kind of skimmed over it just a little bit earlier, but uh, meditation and stress um, go hand in hand in terms of uh, um, recovery. Leaving that stress. Yeah. That stress. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. The reason is that what meditation does is uh, a few things. The breathing itself, like. So fight or flight mode is sympathetic system from the you know the brain the nerve system right uh, it's automatic nervous system so you know our heart we don't have to think about how our heart's gonna pump it's automatic pumping we don't have to think about you know our breathing it's automatic all the blood flow everything's so that's a sympathetic system so when you get into fight or flight mode your sympathetic system go up. And that's when cortisol and adrenaline and, you know, heart in rate increase and all of that. When you do meditation or even deep breathing, that's why I said do a deep breathing even at least as because when you breathe properly and doing meditation, when you inhale, your stomach supposed to go up. And right. then when you exhale, the stomachs go down. That moving the stomach muscle in and out. There is a nerve called vagus nerve. That is a parasympathetic system nerve. What parasympathetic system does is calm the sympathetic system down. So calm the stress response down, calm your brain down. And so doing that, you are stimulating vagus nerve reaction by oh, breathing yeah. in and out of the tummy. That in itself actually balance, trying to balance that sympathetic system with increasing the parasympathetic system. The other wow. thing is that when you do meditation, you actually trying to concentrate on something so right. that you're taking your brain and your focus away from this stress issue. And, and so somewhere that, else. exactly take it somewhere else. So that actually allow your body to, you know, move away from the stress and you make your body think that, okay, there is no stress. Hmm. And so that is the key thing to it. And if you do that, I talk about, you know, doing daily meditation because you know that, well, it's as an athlete, when you train on the field, certain play, you keep practicing, keep practicing, become yeah. second nature, right? When yes. you go on the field, you got butterfly. You know that you don't have to think about it. You're already looking who I'm going to hit. Yes, you already know the play. Right. You just said, and exactly the hit. same okay. thing. When you're going to do meditation, you do it daily, 15 minutes at least all the time. Okay. You're, you are training your brain to take away or focus away from the stress if that happened. So if you do it daily, when you got a stress, you can consciously take your focus away from that stress. And you can look at better solution. Right. So it's the same idea, the same, you know, analogy. There's other way of doing, like, you know, people say, oh, you know, there's so many different, yes. There's so many different way of uh, managing the stress. Like there's, you know, I talk about belly breathing, there's yoga, 
and there's Tai Chi. All of them are trained you to be able to focus properly so that when stress happens, you can literally take that focus away from the stress. Okay. And then the other thing that I've learned it through Tony Robbins is tapping solution. There is a technique that you tap your face and your brow and when you're stressed. So what happened is that you're literally bringing your focus away by tapping your face and skin. When you tap it, your mind just go to where you, you are tapping. And so that really works, especially for the younger kid. Like, you know, like five, six, seven, eight, ten years old, you tell them to do the belly breathing or you tell them to do a yoga or tai chi or meditation, you're not going to get them. So, you know, you, you give them this uh, routine of, okay, if you feel angry, tap your brow, touch your, you know, they have the set up area that you tap. And the kid likes that because they actually play, you know, they think that they mm -hmm. play, but that tapping on the face and arm and stuff it's a physical touch that distracts yeah. them away from the stress. From the stress yeah. yes. So, so there's that's, many ways of doing well, it. That's just, that's one yeah. thing we you, you talked about. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked about what we can do meditation and stuff. But what role does exercise play in that? Exercise, you have to be careful. Okay. Because uh, you know, if you, I got a lot, a few people come to me. They want to lose weight, but their weight gain is barely which means especially it's due to stress that they are gaining weight. So they're eating less. And then they said, I'm exercising an hour five to seven times a week and I'm gaining more weight. Because if you are stressed and you exercising more, you're causing more stress because oh. physical exercise is a stress to the body. Regardless of it's good or bad, it's still yeah. a stress yeah. because right. you're physically exerting energy. Yeah. You you know, using the muscle. When you use the muscle, like when you want to build the muscle, yeah. you lift weight and stuff. When you do that, actually your muscle actually got break down, Very and important. then you have to then eat enough protein and proper nutrients, and your body can rebuild and bigger muscle, right? Oh, okay. But these people they're exercising, you know. Uh, because they're stressed and they're over-exercising. But because they're stressed, they can't eat properly. The stomachs are not, digestion's not working. So now they're not getting the nutrients that the body needs, but they're exercising more. So you're creating more demand, but supply's not there. So it's going to get more stress. I tell people to, if I hear that they're exercising five to seven days a week and, you know, they're gaining weight and they're more exhausted, I'm telling them, cut it down. Oh. But, yeah, I tell them, you know, go do 30 minutes three times a week. That's it. No more than that. If you do that, you will see that within four weeks or so, their energy level will come back. They will start burning the excess weight. Interesting. But not moving 100% is not good either. So yeah. people that who are totally exhausted, mm -hmm. I tell them that at least even you can go for a walk. If you can, just sitting at your seat, you know, you can do stretching, you can do, you know, moving of your yeah. leg, all of that, that increases the circulation. We want that circulation going because that will bring nutrients to all the part of the body better, right? And okay. when you move and exercise a little bit, then 
that actually stimulate the appetite because you're moving and your body is saying, "I need energy. I need food." <laughs> yeah, I know that. Uh, I use this technique all the time. <laughs> It's Tony Robbins uh, that says, "Motion is emotion," right? Yeah. So if you're feeling a little bit stressed or whatever else, if you literally, if you go for a 20 minute walk, there's something about that 20 minutes that after that, it, it, the things just yeah. change. Yeah, and mm -hmm. in that walk, then you you know end up doing the breathing and start just stimulating. Yeah. Yeah. Your uh, vigorous nervousness and all of that. So yeah, so we've got we've got uh, we've got we've got things to do like uh, exercise can help, and mm -hmm. we've got um, obviously uh, yoga and meditation. How about the role of nutrition? It's huge because when you're under the stress, and will it again? You know, I'm referring back to him because being an athlete. <laughs> If you don't eat properly, proper nutrition, you don't eat enough, you know, protein, vegetable, balanced meal, you're not going to have that energy and focus that he needs on the field. Like he can tell you that I'm sure, you know, there's time that for whatever reason, you know, the meal, whatever he had may be different than the, like, you know, they had the routine, right? Before yeah. the game, always have, our, even, have a, yeah. always have our routine. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so you know, he's he's trained good enough that now even you know he's not playing, he still has routine. I gotta eat this. I gotta do this. I'm gonna exercise that much. Right. And his body is trained to uh, yeah. manage the stress really good. Uh, there are other athletes out there that are not like you know people that. Uh, Uh, NFL player that got a heart attack on the field yeah. because they are not trained properly and they are not looking after their, it's too much inflammation for them. And that, you know, that tell me that the nutrition and stuff is not there properly, that your body is working more than need to be. So the food is a big thing. I, a lot of time I tell people, you know, protein and vegetables, that's the basic building block for us because we need protein, not just for the muscle, but all our brain neurochemical are made from protein. And also protein is a good energy source. It's a good fuel for our body to burn. Very good, long, sustainable energy. And then vegetables got minerals and vitamins. You need all the minerals and vitamins to all these building muscle process, making brain chemical process, energy production. Everywhere you need vitamin B complex and minerals because they are the cofactor. It's like, you know, you're driving a car. You're only going to fill gas, but you don't really put engine oil in it. That engine's going to... Burn up. you know burn up pretty soon so vitamins and minerals are the engine oil to run this you know so-called engine smoothly with the fuel okay oh and i'm sure I you did. must have experienced that willard when you were playing football right if you didn't eat properly you didn't have the proper your game must have been off right Absolutely. But um, doing the games, uh, well, we have training tables as well, right? You, They give you everything that you can possibly use uh, to have that energy um, while you're playing the games. I mean, the, the training table is not like it is today 
where they really, really stress nutrition uh, in a big, big way for the uh, for the athletes now. But uh, back back in uh, when I played, we had um, you know the spaghetti, you had the steaks, you had the fish, you had all that kind of stuff, right? And, and that was that was good eating. You know? <laughs> yeah. It was good eating. I mean, I had yeah. I had I had pasta every single uh, game day every single game day, right? And I never deviated from it because I felt that that was giving me Give you enough energy. energy. Yeah. yeah, give yeah, me enough energy to burn and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Plays a huge role in nutrition. But I, I, I'm glad to hear that there's a fish and steak. They know that it's protein needed, right? Fish and steak, yes, yeah. yeah. Pasta, fish, Yeah. Um, so not so much on the steak. Yeah. yeah. You know, the protein and uh, carbohydrate combination during you know, the play is perfect because I tell some people that, oh, you know, I keep eating uh, pasta and bread before bedtime. I have to eat something. I crave calm. I tell people that add a bit of the protein to it. Right now, you cannot stop it because your body is demanding it because there is something called night eating syndrome that some people at 10 or 11 o'clock, they have to eat the carbohydrate. When oh, wow. you eat the carbohydrate that late, your stomach actually produces serotonin. That's telling me that they are low in serotonin. But to be able to produce serotonin, that's one of the brain coming brain chemical. You need protein oh. as a building block. So what do you I call that people, sorry, night eating syndrome? Night eating yeah. syndrome. <laughs> if you Google it, there is. I don't think I ever thing. had that. I never, yeah. I've never <laughs> heard that it. before. But yeah. I actually had it myself. I will eat a bowl of noodle at 11 o'clock almost every night when I was oh. really stressed. Otherwise, I can't sleep. I won't oh. fall asleep. So when I do that, then my stomach produces serotonin, that convert to melatonin, and that calm me down. I can sleep. So how long do you sleep for? Um, with that, I will sleep through the whole night. Huh? Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, because... I'm not going to try it, but I just want to see how long. No, maybe we should try a bowl of noodles before going to <laughs> but, bed. But <laughs> right now, that's what I do is I put the you know like if I'm going to eat a bowl of noodles at ten o'clock at night, I would put a two eggs in it. If not, I will have a like uh, shave. Uh, you know, thin, thinly sliced pork and stuff into it. And then if I can, some cases I may even put like Chinese vegetables and stuff, make it the whole like meal, you know, with meat and vegetables and stuff. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> the whole enchilada. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Now we've seen this and um, some of us has do have done some of this. What, what, are the, uh, what are the coping mechanisms that, that uh, I'm going to say negative <laughs> coping mechanisms that people that you've seen that people commonly turn to, to try to, uh, you know, alleviate stress. Well, one of the thing that I saw, I, I was, I couldn't say no, not to do it to the person either, because that was the only way that helping him yeah. is literally drinking a bottle of wine. Wow. Drinking is because, a common one. Because I was gonna if, ask that. Yeah, if you drink that. a oh. cup of a glass or two of wine, it's actually calm your sympathetic system down. But more than that, then yeah, come yeah. too much, and you know, you got inflammation and you actually gonna stress the system. But this gentleman that I saw that came and see me again, uh 
eight years ago, probably, uh, when he came to see me, he was so nervous and afraid that he didn't want to tell me. And we start talking about it. And his wife said, how about alcohol? How does it affect? And I said, one or two glasses will calm you down. But, you know, if you have to drink a lot to calm you down, then, you know, that could become a potential issue. And so he asked me, he said, are you opposed to it? I said, for the moment, it's for you. If you're doing that, I am not because I know I can see, you know, how anxious and nervous you are. And he said, okay, I will work with you. I will listen to you because you are the only one in the last 20 years that said I can drink the wine to keep, uh, keep myself calm right now. I said, well, if that's working, I'm not going to take it away, right? Uh, I have to then start working on your system to heal it before I can take anything away. And the same thing, a lot of uh, people come to me and say, oh, I'm on antidepressant, I want to get off. Can you give me something? And I always said, we cannot take anything out unless your system is ready. Ready for it. So I'm go. not going to say, oh, I'm going to switch you off. No. Mm -hmm. I am not that pharmacist. I'm holistic pharmacist that I know my pharmacy. I know my medication. You cannot take anything out, especially prescription medication, unless you want to cause major issue for this patient. Yeah. It has oh, to be wow. done slowly and it yeah. has to be done. Yeah, so if, so you're, if you're actually drinking alcohol to calm you at night, mm -hmm. What happens when he gets so used to it, he's going to be increasing that alcohol? Absolutely. What? Yeah. Absolutely. That gentleman that actually at night he will have to drink. He actually literally drank two bottles of white wine before oh, he can wow. go to sleep. Wow. And so, you know, that was major issue, but I cannot take it away. Otherwise, he's just going to go the other side, not you just have a withdrawal, then, right? Withdrawing, so withdrawal. He's going to, yeah, he's going to have a major issue. So, what I had to do was trying to replace a night two bottles of wine with the carbohydrate and protein. Oh, gradually add that to it and then gradually cut that wine down. Trying to go to healthier alternatives, then. yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And then you know, after he cut that wine down with the protein and carbohydrate at night, then we start working on the whole meditation and stuff then he now trusts me that i can you know help him to uh sleep properly without the wine so now he started working with me a little bit more closer and uh you know i can then give him better nutritional suggestion etc etc so it's a process with so drink, drinking is one uh, mm -hmm. are there others well other people what they do is they fight. Huh? Fight? They always pick fight. Or they <laughs> yell at other people, literally, because they don't it's want true. to admit that they're stressed. Yeah. So it's they, true. you know, take out on other people. Yeah. Like, That's you know, so I'm not trying to... So what does that do? I mean, if you're taking it out on somebody else, what is that? How is that helping the, uh, the person who's having the issue? Well, the person who's having the issue... It's like, you know, a little bit of like what you did, right? In the field, you got butterfly. You yeah. hit somebody and legally, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. then 
your body is good because it shows that you control the situation. Oh, cool. So he's not right. controlling the situation by starting the fight with other people just right. to probably what calm him down. Yeah. Yeah. So that he's showing, telling himself that I'm the stress has not taken over me. I'm actually controlling everything. I fight with people, I yell at people. And so I'm bigger, stronger. That's that's their drug. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah. wow, that's uh yeah, that's their that's adrenaline. A serious drug they yeah. have. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's their dopamine rush. Yeah, no, yeah. that's a good one, yeah. Dennis. That's dopamine. That. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's dopamine. Yeah, that's a dopamine rush. Wow. That they become now addicted to it, they like it, so they keep doing it. And that's where the bullying and that's where the abuse. I was going to say, you know, it's going to get, it's, it'll yeah. get worse. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. It's, that's their crutch. Yeah. It's exactly. their crutch. Okay. So yeah. that's their comfort zone is yeah. to yeah. try to bully someone else. Yeah. yeah. But what happens if they get their butts kicked? <laughs> yeah. What happens if do they go down? Yeah. Okay. All right. So they have to find another mechanism to. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunate, but you know, a lot of time is you look at those people and like from my point of view, it's okay. It's this underlying stress issue going on that they are not admitting. They are denying. Okay. And they're they using denial. the crutch of yelling at other people or, you know, fighting with other people or all of that. So there's where the stress and the mentality goes hand mm -hmm. in hand. Yeah. If you can't control it like how i control mine yeah. just going yeah. out and popping somebody for the first time yeah. after that i'm done i'm good i'm yeah. good to go yeah. but others need more and more and more, more of that more. stuff yeah exactly that will get them for in your situation that you are trained to play the game right and so you know consciously what you need to do and you practice and practice and practice in their cases they don't know how to manage that stress and so they just blew up and okay. that's for them to show that everybody that he's in control stress, i'm in control yeah. when people you know say oh you're stressed and those people will say i'm not stressed because if they admit they admit that they are stressed they're not in control right right so they do things to show other people that i'm in control i am not stressed <laughs> And we uh, <laughs> we just got a comment, tonight. Dennis. Someone says, uh, "Oh my God, I must follow your advice. I know I'm in trouble. Thank you." <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> sometimes you hear it from somebody, yeah, right. Then yeah. you can see it because yeah. that's why we always said a fresh set of eyes always good. So yeah. you know, I'm writing essay or whatever email. Sometime I'll say to my wife, "Can you read it before I send it? I wanted to yeah. make sure that yeah. you know." I yeah. things that and, I said in there that you may see that it's inappropriate or I should add something to make it better. So it's so always like yeah. everything is the same. Yeah. Having like for me as I've been working with people doing wellness consultation for like 15. I, I started doing uh, working with one on one with patients since 2004. So okay. I've seen many different situations, yeah. but you know, I trained to look at from the eyes of the whole adrenal dysfunction and stress. Yeah. And uh, maybe I'm biased, but, you know, for me, as every cases that I work with, every 
people that I work with, I see it as an aligned chronic stress. And when I work with that, yeah. 75 to 80% of the cases, we can then heal the person. Uh, it's uh, a journey. Okay. It's not overnight thing. Oh, big and time. Then, <laughs> you know, I can then show them and people see what's going on. Then they can do something about it. Yeah. They can work on it. Don't you, uh, don't you just love that comment, though? Because, I mean, I've been with you for 10 years at least. And I think you, you say this all the time is when someone realizes yeah. that there's an issue, that's yeah. where change happens. Exactly. Yes. So when exactly. that person says, oh, my God, I need that's where change starts to happen. It's like, yeah. well, you know what? I've got an issue. What do I need to do to, to yeah. change yeah. and to and make, that, it, make it different? What, you know, that's what I do with all my consultation as I tell them, you know what? I'm showing you what's going on. I'm pinpointing it so that you can see that so you can change because I can't do anything for anybody, right? I can only say, okay, this is what's happening until they see that and they accept that they are ready to change. Yep. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. Now, you know that I keep saying a lot Absolutely. of time that I can take the horse to the water, but I cannot make them drink. <laughs> Absolutely. They have to make that decision. Absolutely. And so a lot of people yeah. come to me. There's some people come to me saying, oh, do this for me. No, I'm the coach. Mm -hmm. You're the driver. You are the quarterback. Yes. You yeah. have to no, execute I, I, it. I can give I, you the plan. You know, will it understand that, right? Yes. You know, whatever role you're playing, the coach is going to give you the game plan. You have to go out and execute you it. Gotta, you got to yeah. execute it. Uh, if you do whatever, whatever that's your you choice. Yeah. I can't do anything from sideline. <laughs> you know, you come that's, out and I can yell at you, yeah. you know, but nothing's going to change. Yeah. So for but me, it, it's, I don't yell at people anymore. But it's <laughs> anymore? Anymore. <laughs> I used to get really we, we, But it's such a beautiful comment because one thing that I've, that I've, that really stuck with me over the last many years is that whether it's a saber toothed tiger running at us and coming, you know, for years of evolution or whether it's your cell phone dinging or whether yeah. it's a, uh, identify what those saber-toothed tigers are, yeah. right? Because you can't always have a saber-toothed tiger running at you. It's not good. You've explained no. that over the last no. hour. Yeah. So identify those saber-toothed tigers, shut them off, and yeah. try to control it yeah. so that you don't have as many of those stress Tigers coming to you. Yeah. Like, I'm going to admit that, you know, I've been working with people for the last 15 years, and I've been managing my own stress. Have you ever... Remember, like Willard especially, phoned me a few times on my cell phone. I never answered the cell phone because <laughs> that is my saber-toothed tiger. I shut on my ringer. My phone is never sound come out of it. I just use it as a text, and I look at email and stuff whenever I want to. That's my control uh, for my okay. stress. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah, no kidding. That's, uh, that's a good way of looking at it, too. <laughs> big time yeah fantastic uh, just a quick comment says thank you for your in your in-depth information you have helped me to help my family a bunch good. of good bunch of hearts so this is what we do right you know we're, we're here every two weeks talking about it having fun sharing information mm -hmm. and if we get one or two people that learn one or two pointers we've done our job That's what it's all about you know yes. So I was at, I was at the uh, bomber game, uh, their first home game, and a former teammate of mine came up and said that very thing. He said, I tuned in, 
I love the information that you guys had, and you know he's going to tune in a little bit more when he's not so busy. Beautiful. So yeah, it's definitely reaching uh, people and it's actually yeah. really helping yeah. people. As and well. that's the thing. That's the key thing is that you know when we sat down a couple of months ago, the first yeah. time we sat down and we start talking about this, and we all look at each other and we got to share this information. Yeah, exactly. Right? You know, yeah. we yeah. can talk about it in our little room, but. Why don't we put it up onto, you know, the whole uh, live and social media and whoever, can, you know, mm -hmm. take a few pointers here and there. We're doing good. Yeah, yeah. We, we are. Well, and they can find us live on or they can find us on. Um... Well, they can find us on these one after that we finish. I post it on podcast. So yes. we are on actually uh, Spotify. We are on Apple Podcasts, we are on Google Podcasts, and we are on Amazon Podcasts. Excellent. And I find it that those are the ones that I posted. Okay. And I find it that there's a few other podcast channels are picking it up. Because Excellent. I see uh, there's a podcast edit and there's uh, even from the web browser, apparently people are finding us. So if you want to re-listen to it, go find podcasts and heal you from within on Spotify, Amazon, Google, and Apple Podcasts, and we are there. Excellent. Good. Very nice. Well, Anything you do. Go ahead. We are up to the hour mark. Yep. Any final question, final comment from? Now I know why my, my stress has been was controlled when I was playing football because after after the hit boom I was good right and you tell me okay you go in you do your thing you come back out there now you're ready to go now you're really ready to get into the game and whatever plays you have you know what your plays are you know what you're going to be doing so um no that's that's really good this is really this is yeah. really good stuff you fantastic and, and me yeah. for sure is the reset to yes. make sure that you're not always staying at this it, you got you have to reset you have if you to don't reset. reset that's where the problems are. yes right. stress yeah. is good but if you're always in the stress mode well we need stress good. our yeah, bodies yeah. build it with it if we don't have a stress like you know yeah. one time um during my training one of the uh, you know colleagues attendees said to the uh, physician who's lecturing saying i want to eliminate the stress and the physician said, the only time you're going to have 100% no stress is when you're dead. <laughs> because our physiology, this is how we are built. There's always going to be stress. How you manage it, yeah, not, you know, you cannot eliminate stress. Yeah. That's impossible. This is human. Yeah. So. Okay. All okay. right. Thanks a lot. Have a good well, evening. Have a good evening. In two weeks' time, we will come back. I have not thought of what topic, but you know, if anybody has a interesting topic that want us to discuss, absolutely uh, comment uh, in the uh, Facebook like the underneath it, and we'll look at it. And absolutely, we will try and see what we can do. Okay. Until then, have a great evening. Breathe, meditate and relax and reset.